The epistle this morning is taken from 1 Corinthians 15, beginning at the first verse, 1 Corinthians 15. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, that he appeared to Peter and then to the Twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you have believed. And then we turn to the Gospel reading from John chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. John chapter 20. Verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. According to the Apostle Paul, saving faith, saving faith requires perseverance, holding firmly, taking your stand, 
and it requires belief in the resurrection of Jesus. Earlier this week, I was standing at the top of the mountain in Verbier, in Switzerland. It's a place called Tortin. And if you know Verbier at all, you will know that Tortin is the run that everybody wants to do in Verbier. It's the run that everyone talks about. It is a steep mountainside, completely covered in moguls, and it goes on for ages. It is possible... I think it's possible that I could negotiate Tortin, but my wife says I could not, and she absolutely refuses to try. There is, fortunately, a safe way out, another way down. It's called a cable car, (laughs) and it takes you down to a place called uh, Nandez, where the runs are much easier. But on top of Tortin, you are faced with a choice if you are as moderate skiers as Sue and myself. You are faced with a choice of life or death, the cable car or the mogul field, and we chose life. Easter Day confronts us with a similar but infinitely more important choice, to believe in the resurrection of Jesus, or as Paul puts it, to remain dead in your sins, rather a blunt description of the unbeliever's position. Choosing a cable car to get down a mountain rather than ski the mogul field is a relatively easy choice. It requires only the removal of one's skis, a 50-meter walk, and faith in the engineer who designed the cable car. Faith in the resurrection of Jesus, for those who doubt it, is altogether more complicated, is it not? And the irony is, of course, that having believed and having set out on the Christian way, as I'm sure you all have, the peace of life, if you like, the challenge of following the risen Jesus, turns out to be much more like a tricky pass through a mogul field than a gentle ride on a cable car. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there thinking... Poor old Andrew, he's pulled out the wrong sermon. He thinks he's still in Verbier preaching last week's sermon. Well, I'm not, I promise. Why must you believe in the resurrection of Jesus? Why must we believe in the resurrection of Jesus? Let me encourage you for three reasons, apart from the obvious one, which is the evidence for the resurrection, which I'm sure you're all old enough to check out for yourselves afresh if you've forgotten it. Three good reasons for believing in the resurrection of Jesus. There are numerous problems in life, in the world, political and economic problems, in our country, the decision about Europe that we all have to face, problems of climate change, there are problems in our cities, in our schools, in our families, perhaps even in our own lives we're facing great challenges at the moment. Numerous problems that we all face and which we have to some degree, at least, elected representatives to sort out. And many of them they can sort out, although it may take them some time to do. But three problems, which I suggest to you, only the resurrection of Jesus solves, so we need to believe in it. And these problems, interestingly enough, I was contacted in 
Verbier by the Times for their faith page yesterday, and you may have seen that I was actually quoted making these three points uh, in the Times yesterday. These problems are the problems of evil in the human heart, suffering as the human condition, and death as the human destiny. Evil in the human heart, suffering as the human condition, and death as the human destiny. Why? Why, when most of us, I'm sure, aspire to be decent, are there so many awful people in the world? Murderers, rapists, pedophiles, thieves, liars, warmongers. Why is there evil lurking in my heart and yours? Why can good not triumph? And of course, we know the answer. We know the answer is that we are living in a war zone. We're living in a spiritual battle. A battle rages around every human being. And the enemy says, choose the route of death. Choose the route of unbelief. And God says, choose life. Choose to believe in the resurrection of Jesus. On Easter morning, after the enemy had thrown everything he had at the Prince of Light, life won. The darkness of the tomb was dispelled as the stone was rolled away. The resurrection of Jesus means that evil will never have the last word. Jesus has the last word. Evil flees in the face of Jesus' love and power. We see it uh, around the world as Christians uh, serve their Lord. We see it locally even as we confront demonic forces, even here in North Oxford. Evil flees in the face of Jesus' love and power. So evil is defeated on Easter morning. Secondly, all our lives will at some time involve suffering, Some may be suffering grievously even now. Illness, loss, relationships gone wrong, fears. You don't don't need to tell me about suffering because in 14 years of being vicar of this church, you learn a lot about suffering even in as cosmetically a sealed environment as North Oxford. Vicars get ushered into people's suffering. It's an amazing privilege that we have as ordained people. Sometimes, of course, our suffering is self-induced. Sometimes. Sometimes it's random, or seemingly random. Sometimes, though, we suffer because we make bad choices. We all know that. On Easter morning, we announce that suffering cannot have the last word for the person who believes in the resurrection of Jesus. Suffering cannot be the final experience if we believe in the resurrection of Jesus. He suffered appallingly without any sin on his part. Unlike us, he made no bad choices. But he took the punishment that we deserve and triumphed over his sufferings on Easter morning. So he says, however grim your suffering is, a better day is coming. If we believe in the resurrection of Jesus, a better day is coming. All suffering can be coped with if we believe in the resurrection of Jesus. So you'd better believe it. And finally, death is all our destiny. 
The only way to avoid death is to live long enough to be alive when the Lord returns, as he surely will. But on Easter morning, we can announce that death, even death, cannot have the final word for those who believe in the resurrection of Jesus. He says, you will be with me where I am. There's really only one way that I would manage to ski down Tortown. I haven't tried yet, although several people have tried to encourage me to do so. I would need someone who has done it before to lead me yard by yard down the mountain through the moguls. And there is only one way that you and I can overcome the evil, the suffering, and the death, which is part of every human being's experience. Believe in the resurrection of Jesus and follow him through the evil. Overcome the evil through the suffering. Leave it behind. Follow him into and through death into your own resurrection. You had better believe it for it is the way to triumph. Amen.